to the Total Car Score podcast, bringing you the world of cars from inside the car. And now your hosts, Carl Brower, Lauren Fix, and Javier Mota. Well, here you are back, and uh, Carl is in California, but he's not at home. So, and I was there a couple of days ago. So how are you, Carl? I miss you there again. The story yeah, of our lives. We each other. <laughs> I know. We're now at least on trips together. We're now at least on trips, but not necessarily on the same trip at the same time. Uh, so yeah. I missed you by a few days. But we yeah, did both and, uh, drive the Santa Cruz, right? We both were out here driving the Santa Cruz near Santa Cruz. Yeah, and I think Lauren is still driving it. That's why she's not with us. But anyway, that's uh, that was a very right. interesting trip. Because obviously, uh, well, they call it a new segment, but there's history in that segment, right? Because this is a compact pickup truck based on a SUV now. But back in the day, there was the El Camino, and that was based on what car? It was the Malibu? Uh, yeah, the Malibu, Chevelle, whichever one you want to call it. But basically, they're kind of mid-sized car. It was absolutely a car, unibody-based uh, open bed vehicle, not a traditional truck, which are always, you know, body on frame. Yeah. And that was two door, obviously being a car. So they eliminated the back doors and that, uh, created a car, which I thought it was really cool. I always liked the style of the car. It looked really, this really sporty with that curved line going down the back. And, uh, I mean, obviously the front of the car was, was good in its time. Right. Yeah, and, those cars. And then don't forget that Ford had the same thing. They had the Ranchero. Oh, yeah, correct. Yeah, they have the Ranchero. And then Subaru came in the late 80s, 90s with the Baja, which, right. it's, it's, which is the only thing that really is comparable to that, to the new Santa Cruz right now. From the modern era, yeah. That's really the only thing that was kind of similar and all. Um, wasn't there, uh, well, the Chevy SSR. Do you remember the Chevy SSR? Oh yes, that's correct. That that well, that was a, that's a little bit bigger. That's the thing with the sizes. <laughs> the sizes keep changing a lot. Officially, something is compact. Then the next time is like as big as a midsize, and <laughs> right, <laughs> things are exploding in the automotive industry. But uh, those cars obviously haven't been that successful because obviously the when companies eliminate vehicles is because they don't sell well. But Hyundai thinks it has a uh, a winner here, right? And it, uh, which is only limited for now for make uh, for the U.S. and Canada, not, not anywhere else. Yeah, you know, and they specified that it was the first Hyundai vehicle, really, that they've ever produced specifically for North America. There yeah. was no thoughts of this being a global product. It was meant really for just this market. And they haven't, and they said it was the first time they've done that, which I thought was interesting. Um, and clearly, you know, it's it shares a lot with the Tucson that we all drove for the first time a few months ago in Tucson. You know, they always they're so creative on where these trips happen. The Tucson, yeah, and the Tucson, and the Santa Cruz, and Santa Cruz. But but that, that the cars share enough that I think that's why it's okay. I think that the cost, uh, both to develop and then to produce the Santa Cruz open bed sport act sport adventure vehicle as they call it they won't really call it a truck they keep calling it a sport adventure vehicle i think it was an incremental cost on top of the tucson that was low enough for them to, to risk it because like you said javier 
there is a history of these things kind of coming and going, right? The SSR only lasted a few years, didn't sell that much. The Baja only lasted a few years, didn't sell that much. Uh, so these open bed vehicles that aren't really trucks haven't yeah. generally stuck around that long. But, you know, the longest lasting one, Javier, really, is the Ridgeline, the Honda Ridgeline. That's, that one is held out, you know, again, another body on or another car, non-body on frame, another unibody you know, car-based open bed vehicle, but the Ridgeline has hung around. I think, honestly, I think as much or more because Honda's kind of stubborn and they just want to keep producing it versus yeah. it being a, a huge seller and a huge moneymaker. I don't, I don't think it's either of those things for Honda, but they yeah. keep making it. And, and uh, they have uh, put enough effort to even redesign it and make it a little bit more rugged and like giving more uh, like a pickup truck look than uh, the pilot, which is really what it is. It's like the pilot with the bed, right? Right. Or, yeah, uh, it's 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 an open bed pilot, just like the Santa Cruz is an open bed Tucson. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, by the way, they say it's only for uh, uh, U.S. and Canada now, but Australia apparently has a lot of interest. So maybe, I mean, it's a smaller market, but still, it will be incremental sales for that. And the only one that even they mentioned without naming it by the brand or the name is the Maverick. I think they're like a little bit worried that the Maverick, the Ford Maverick, is going to compete directly with it. And I think it will, but maybe the consumer for the Maverick is more like a real pickup truck consumer, just in a smaller size. And this is more like a car targeted to like an urban audience, like a younger crowd that just want to have fun instead of work with the truck. I agree 100%. And I don't know if they talked... They mentioned Maverick with your wave here, Javier, but they did mention the Maverick specifically multiple times in our in our wave, you know, and saying things like, you know, well, it's a little rides lower than a Maverick, you know, so lower step in height. And yeah. uh, it's it's uh, wide enough to carry four by eight sheets of plywood, even even though it's not quite as long as a Maverick, it'll still work with the bed, open, you know, with the tailgate open, you can still do this and stuff. So they they made multiple uh references to the maverick and i thought it was interesting what uh what um one of the uh, hyundai execs said the same one you know bz b-i-s b-i-s-i uh short for ola bc who we interviewed on this podcast months yeah. ago uh she had a i thought she had a you know this this sounds kind of like marketing speak but it, it's good marketing speak you know and she said we created this vehicle for a lifestyle not a segment yeah. And I thought, you know, that's a that's a good way to put it. You know, we're making this vehicle for people who want to do things and need a vehicle to help them do it. We're not creating this vehicle to fill a, a, an official segment that already exists. Yeah. And the other reference to the Maverick um, and possibility for the Santa Cruz is that the Maverick is going to be a hybrid only vehicle. And the Santa Cruz for now will not have that option, even though the Tucson has that platform that can be adapted to that. So I did an interview with uh, Trevor Lee, who is the product manager. And now, actually, he got a promotion. He's a senior product manager <laughs> for yep. Hyundai. So he has a lot of uh, more information about this uh, new Santa Cruz. And uh, even though, again, it, it shared components with the uh, Tucson, it's really not the same. And uh, we're not going to say how it drives because we're not allowed till next week, but I'm going to tell you what it doesn't feel like driving, which is like the Tucson. <laughs> so, right. Right. So, um, yeah, it, it does not, we, we can't tell you how it drives. We can tell you how it does not drive. It does not drive uh, just like the Tucson, even though it shares a lot of things with it. 
Exactly. Well, so Carl, let's uh, play the, the interview with Trevor. And again, we'll uh, cross fingers and we'll see each other and Lauren when she finishes with her test drive somewhere around the country. Well, the other news of the week, briefly, New York canceled. That's like a bummer. It was really bad. Yeah, I know. And this was like literally 24 hours after Lincoln officially started to invite people and was going to host people yeah. in New York. And I was ready to jump on board, even though I hadn't thought I was going to be at the show. I'm like, well, if Lincoln's going to take me, I'm going to go. And then literally less than 24 hours after that invite comes out, it's like, oh, the show's canceled. Well, our show must go on. So here's Trevor Lee with all the information about the Santa Cruz. And uh, Kyle will talk to you later next uh, week. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, Javier. Well, Trevor, uh, we talked a few months ago. I don't remember who it was, like uh, in May in Tucson for the Hyundai Tucson. Tucson, yes. And then, uh, yeah, people make fun of me. About, about, <laughs> well, I talked last time. Yes, yeah, right. people make fun of me about how With I say you and How Lauren, should I that's say right. it? <laughs> Tell me how to say it. The Hyundai Tucson event, yes. Tucson, okay. Yes. And then, there, in Tucson. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You're on it. You're on it. <laughs> we, uh, we talk about coming to Santa Cruz for the Santa Cruz, and we finally did it. So... This is, uh, we already had the first experience with it, um, but tell us about it. I mean, uh, we're sitting here outside, um, I mean, on the hills of, uh, where, um, Just outside north. Santa Cruz. Yeah. Well, south or north? Well, so, near. A little northeast, <laughs> yeah, we're in the mountains, yeah, anyway, absolutely. So tell us about the vehicle. I mean, uh, it looks amazing, especially in this display that you have here with all the accessories and what it was intended for, right. right? Yes, absolutely, and I think it's one of those things, you know, seeing it's one thing, right? So when we, when we last talked in Tucson, you were able to crawl inside the vehicle, look at the vehicle, and that was one thing. And I think what really sets apart, you know, from, from what I've been hearing, From a lot of folks today it's like hey it drives a lot better than i thought it would and that just goes to a lot of the the work that we've done with engineering do we have you know we keep on mentioning cuv like experience and no matter how many times we talk about that you know that saying that is one thing but you know you've driven the vehicle it's something that uh it's, you know, particularly with our 2.5 turbo engine that we have in the vehicles today with our h-track all-wheel drive it's a very sporty and engaging driving experiences So, um, obviously, it's based in the same platform, right? But can you explain what are the difference? I mean, you, I think you already did a few of them, but in general, like, if we, can we say, for example, from the C-pillar front is the Tucson and then from the back is something else, or is it a completely different thing? Um, I think, if I recall correctly, I think the windscreen and the front doors are shared with Tucson. Oh, okay. As far as the bodywork is, is, is concerned, right? Everything else is unique to Are, are Santa Cruz. That includes, you know, obviously the front end styling, side styling, rear styling. The bed, of course, is going to be very unique and different. And even though they share a platform, you know, uh, for uh, with with Tucson, it's something that uh, we've beefed up significantly for Santa Cruz. It's one of those things where we know people are going to put things in, in the bed of the vehicle. So we've included um, self-leveling rear suspension as standard equipment, right? Okay. So that's something that's going to be setting us apart from, you know, maybe another competitor that's recently released, right? Another thing um, that's uh, the unique, Maverick. Uh, another thing <laughs> that uh, is distinctly different from Tucson is even the other suspension members. So if you were to take a look at the underneath of a Santa Cruz, the suspension suspension members uh, for the vehicle are much more sized, uh, much like a, our Santa Fe, for example, a class okay. above. Okay. So it's not like, you, I mean, Hyundai never does, but like it's not cutting corners or anything. It's like an authentic uh, sports adventure vehicle, completely different. 
and something that there's nothing like it in the market because there's a Honda Ridgeline, it's a little bit bigger, but in this size, I mean, it's perfect for the city, it's perfect for all the adventures uh, that people would do over the weekend. So in, in essence, uh, Hyundai is recreating uh, a segment that was pretty much alive in the 80s, 90s, well, 80s, I think it was, but uh, with something completely new. It's completely different, and it's it's those things that, you know, we, we do a lot of research here at Hyundai, right? We wanted to make sure that this was the right vehicle for the targeted customers that we were intending to, to go after, right? And when we take a look at the needs based um, of, of these folks, it is a little bit different. Um, it's a busy man. Someone is calling to, oh, to buy one. Oh, there we go. Someone is calling to buy one. There's another. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's, it's PR. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where, you know, we wanted to make sure that our experience that we have in a 2022 Santa Cruz distinctly different than the vehicles we've had seen in the past, right? We've seen um, Utes, right, of course, in Australia, but of course in the 60s and even the late 50s in the case of the El Camino. I think that launched in 1959. Yeah, El Camino was a beautiful car, but very different, two-door and like based on a car platform and all that. Very different. And so here with our, our Santa Cruz, we wanted to have that CUV experience. If you look at the cockpit, it is shared with Tucson. And even Tucson itself, right, if you take a look at the interior styling of Tucson, even within that class of, of, of compact, subcompact SUV, it is uh, a head above. So when you take a look at Santa Cruz, it's a head above uh, anything else you might see uh, that might have been recently released as well. So I know you want to answer, but I want to ask a question anyway. I mean, like you, didn't, <laughs> and, and you didn't mention the Maverick. I did. That's a direct competitor now because it's a compact um, pickup truck, and they, and that's coming out as a hybrid. I know that Tucson, that Tucson has a variant like that. So what, what's going to be your official comment? <laughs> <laughs> I know the answer. Well, here's the deal, right? So we, we mentioned uh, at the Tucson Media event, as well as now, of course, it is a shared platform with the Tucson. And that platform has a lot of modularity that we can do uh, with that, right? You can put uh, a plug-in hybrid in it, as we've done with Tucson. We can do a plug-in, or uh, we can do a, a conventional hybrid, conventional, if you will, yeah. right? A hybrid in Tucson, right? So this platform can take a lot of different powertrain derivatives. You could do uh, fuel, a fuel cell. You could do that if you want. You could do a battery electric vehicle. The platform is adaptable um, for any future needs. That's great. And uh, another question that I've been getting a lot since like posting on social media, it's not going anywhere but the U.S. and Canada, unfortunately, for the people in other parts, right? Yes, right now, uh, sales have started both in the United States and for Canada. We are working with other uh, global markets, uh, other global Hyundai markets, uh, for other interests that they have uh, in this. I think earlier we talked about Australia being one of them, for example. That's great. Uh, Latin America will be very popular, I think, because of the size of the of the vehicle itself and yes. like the price is going to be much cheaper than the other pickup trucks and that, that those are those factors are the same here and there so i mean when if, if that happens that's going to be great news for them so yes. um on top of of the great things about this uh, santa cruz there was a little bit of a surprise here for us here with the kona n i mean and we got i got the privilege to drive it um and what an amazing little car that is, huh? You know, if you take a look at the market, right, traditionally, if you want a, uh, a compact sport vehicle, it was mainly on the car side. And with everyone shifting to, you know, CUVs and trucks right now, what better way to, to meld what we've done with Veloster N than to have an N execution uh, with a with a compact, uh, with a smaller uh, CUV? There it goes. We heard it. <laughs> there it goes. Yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, and I think uh, the driving experience of Kona is Kona N is uh, completely unparalleled. I mean, you drove it today. Uh, it's it's a vehicle that uh, a lot of power, but also very fun. You know, one of the things that um, uh, Mr. Beerman talks about uh, with our end performance division, he's our head of end performance, right, is how much fun that you're having with the vehicle. And it's so engaging. And yes, other um, compact cars, right, so we have cars in the competitive market, they can achieve that, right, uh, type of performance, but it's not as engaging, it's not as fun. And that type of small nuance really makes or breaks uh, yeah. a vehicle. Um, you mentioned uh, Albert Bierman. I'm going to share a little bit of a story from my neighbor. Uh, he went to Europe, to France last week, and he rented a BMW X1. And okay. he got a cracked windshield, like within hours of, of, of leaving the, the, the rental agency. So when mm -hmm. he went back and reported it, they said, like, okay, we're going to give you another car. They went back. There were no more um, X1s. So they said, we're going to give you a, a Hyundai Tucson. And he said, like, what? Like, I'm going to get... So long story short, he's in love with the car. And he says like, this, I've never driven a better car because this car just is like utilitarian and That's like right. it's fun to drive. So all those elements that are in the Kona and, and, and I guess in everything that Mr. Beerman touches become that, right? Absolutely. You know, Mr. Beerman's had a lot of great experience in, in his career. And he's, when he, what he brings to Hyundai really sets us apart um, from uh, even our regular vehicles that we have, right? Our regular vehicles, if you remember Kona when it launched, I mean, it won um, North American Car of the Year, yeah, right? I know. And it was really, really fun to drive, and it still is. But to take that to a, uh, another level yet, you know, it's just one of the things that we're just not satisfied with already winning in war. We have to keep on innovating, and that is best exemplified in our Kona N. Yeah, and that's what we're seeing with all the new product that it's coming out. And so that's the other thing I told him, like, you know why this car is fun to drive and it's good and like it's uh, cheap and it's like really mm -hmm. good price and cheap in, in price, not uh, in quality or anything. I told him because <laughs> it was designed by the person who used to be in charge of designing the BMW M's, Mr. Beerman. That's right. So where it comes, and not only that, at the Hyundai Group, he has more freedom, he has more resources. So, I mean, that, the results are here. So it was a really, really great experience. So thank you for that. Indeed, of course. So are there any more uh, name, city names coming to your uh, lineup? Any other vehicle <laughs> that would be? You know, for a lot of those things, I, I would say stay tuned. I think you're, <laughs> you're, we've always uh, surprised a lot of folks here at Hyundai, and I think uh, that's going to be continuing in the future for uh, quite a while to come. Well, the Kona N has a newer ring set to a uh, mode, driving mode to drive, so that's one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We can go there next. Uh, I wish we can. <laughs> Stay tuned. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more, check us out online at totalcarscore.com.